Hey there, family. Welcome to the Kay and Shy Show. I'm Kay. And I'm Shy. And we are your sisters here with love. We're so excited to talk about a subject that we know intimately and dearly, the subject of leadership. In today's episode, we're going to cover some of the most important things that we've learned in regards to leadership. And throughout the week, you're going to hear stories of inspiring leaders and what they've done to create fantastic organizations and cultures. We'll talk about the difference between leaders and leadership, leaders and managers, and a little bit of the history and evolution of leadership. We can't wait to dive into the subject with you on this episode of the Kay and Shy Show. Let's get started. so excited for today's episode. But before we dive in, we are just so excited for what's coming here at the Can Shy Show. Family, we hope you will celebrate with us right now because we are in a studio. We are recording the Can Shy Show. You might even be watching on video right now. We feel like we've upgraded and we're so proud after podcasting for five years. Here we are uh, debuting the next iteration of the Can Shy Show and we're so glad you're here for it. Now in its iteration, the Can Shy Show over this last five years has had more than 20,000 downloads. And to our loyal listeners, we're so grateful for you. Thank you for being with us up until this point. We hope you enjoy the new format that is ahead. Now on Mondays, every week, you can expect a longer form episode that's a little bit more teaching-based, right? We're gonna start out our Monday motivation with you early in the week to make sure that you get the most bang for your buck while your brain is fresh and ready for that information. Right, Monday's the perfect blend of preach and teach, as we like to say. (laughs) A little bit of motivation, a little bit of learning to start you off with the week, and then to Tuesday through Friday, we're going to come at you with the bite-sized format you've grown to know and love from Kay and Shai, and that is uh, stories and examples from history and from our own lives that will better unpack the subject that we tackled on Monday. So we hope that you're excited about this new format, because we sure are. Now let's dive into today, talking all about leadership. Leadership. I feel like we need air horns. <laughs> this is like the top. The, for us, leadership was the breakout industry that we got to get to know the personal growth and development industry at large and at because we were shadowed under and working for John Maxwell, who is Inc. Magazine's leadership, number one leadership guru, six years in a row, the prolific author of 106 books, including the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Uh, he even advises popes and presidents of countries. So the dude knows a lot about leadership. We had actually stumbled toward John Maxwell as a bit of a byproduct of how we got involved in leadership and entrepreneurialism. Now, many of you longtime listeners here know that when I was 10 and Shiloh was 17, our parents purchased a single unit failing restaurant up in Truckee, California. And overnight, our parents took on that entrepreneurial leadership uh, position. And it was over the next six years that we We did a lot of trial and error that led us to the doors of the great John Maxwell. (laughs) Well, overnight, that 10-year-old and 17-year-old got that front row seat to leadership and management and being in charge uh, in a really visceral way. And so we watched our mom, like super shout out to our mom, uh, an incredible leader, an incredible visionary. None of us would be here without what she did for Squeeze In. Love you. And how how you led the company so well and so beautifully. And I know if mom was here, she would say, it's because of you two, and there would be a lot of shared responsibility there. But you're not here, Mom, so we could just shout you out and say what an amazing leader you are and visionary you are, and thank you for how far you brought the squeeze in. As Kay mentioned, you know, six years later, we've grown. They've Mom and Dad have brought us into the partnership. There's these multiple locations, and we're maxed. 
like maxed out. Everything is hard. The employees are quitting. We don't know what we're doing. Like every day feels like a struggle. Our, our business owns us. Like it was so hard. And our mom went on a quest to try and solve this problem and landed in a camp where we should have probably seen it earlier on, right? Having been personal growth and development, raised family from early on. I can't believe it. We didn't think of it sooner, but alas, we came upon leadership in the teachings of John Maxwell for our business woes in 2013 and nothing was the same after that. Well, John helped us reframe leadership and understand it in a new dimension. But before we get into everything that John taught us, let's just lay down a couple of those leadership definitions because it actually turns out that a lot of people view leadership the same. And you know what? Usually Google definitions are pretty helpful, but the Google definition that we got (laughs) that came from Webster is the action of leading a group of people or an organization. So not very helpful in defining leadership. Oh, the act of leading. Oh, oh, that's leadership. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you know, when I think of leading as a verb, I think of, you know, follow the leader or being in front. And so we, we get that sense of being in charge. You know, John Maxwell says leadership is the capacity and will to rally men and women to a common purpose and the character which inspires confidence. But his most famous quote and the most famous definition of leadership is that leadership is influence, nothing more and nothing less. And so when we think about it from this arena, we realize that as people talk about leadership in today's landscape, they're really talking about this ability to influence groups, especially within an organization. Now, many people have the idea and the view that leadership really just means the people at the top of the ladder, the ones calling the shots. But this definition of leadership being influence is so much more. And I think we see this in the rise of the influencer, right? Would you think that somebody uh, could be a leader through maybe an influencer lens? Well, yeah, they're leading people to maybe products or services or leading people to some form of desired outcome or lifestyle. Right, exactly. Influence means that you want them to take a certain action or behave in a certain way, getting a certain outcome. So leadership is the ability to have people do that. In other words, it's also the ability to make them change, right? It's a, it's difference from what they're currently doing or where they currently are to somewhere else. And we all know that that can be difficult because most people don't like change. Leadership is a topic that's been talked about for a lot of years uh, and throughout history, but in a lot of different ways. Lao Tzu, who wrote the Tao Te Ching and who, well, he didn't write it. It's been compiled from his teachings, um, but it's an excellent philosophy. And he says, a leader is best when people barely know he exists. When his work is done, his aim fulfilled, they will say, we did it ourselves. So this is a ancient OG 3,000 years ago uh, leadership guru telling us that it is about that teamwork and that ability to influence others and then really empower them, which I love about that definition. Well, I think that that kind of brings forward that good uh, separation between the leader themselves and the act of leading, which is that leadership, mm-hmm. right? Leadership is the actions that we take as the leader and then the leader themselves is that person who's in charge, right? Uh, the, the work that that Lao Tzu talks about in here is when he says, you know, that aim, when the aim is fulfilled, they will say, we did it ourselves. We did it with the collective. That is that leader who has now created a culture within themselves that is more inclusive of the people around them. Um, So there's kind of this two sides of developing a leader when it comes to developing the leader as the person Mm -hmm. and developing the actions that the leader takes in order to be more effective. Man, as a 17-year-old, on the front row seat to watching our parents lead and then I uh, stepping into management just a few years later um, and being a leader myself, I really thought so one-dimensionally about leadership. Like, leadership is a person who makes decisions. Yep. Like, 
Period. <laughs> End of story. And, and, and that's it's certainly an aspect of leadership and, and a really important one in that. But it's just such a small piece of the pie. And as we, we learned and as we moved forward in our experiences and then finally encountering John and his work and then the body of work that is leadership uh, teachings today, we really saw there was so much more. And there was this difference between a manager and a leader, which was really interesting, too. Yeah, well, the, the you might think that a manager and a leader are the same thing, kind of that decision making, especially mm-hmm. in the moment. Moment, right? Who's that most important person in the room? Well, it's the person making the decisions and that is the leader. But really when you're making decisions, especially in a restaurant environment where they happen quickly, that's a little bit more of that management position, right? Like I'm coming in, I'm juggling the tasks that are in front of us, making decision here, making a decision there. But a leader is someone who's going to bring in vision. It's going to inspire others and to empower them to be leaders as well. You know, leaders, as John often likes to say, are multipliers. Ah, I love that. And I'm excited to get get even more into some of what we've learned from John and this uh, extra dimensions that we're going to bring to leadership. Um, But before we do, we'll just quickly touch on, you're going to hear later this week when we share some of our deep dive stories, how leadership has changed and shifted historically. Really interesting even to talk about leadership in the way that we do now. It's completely different than what leadership has been for the most part understood as historically. So make sure you tune into the short stories this week to hear more about that. But when we come back, we're going to talk about John's work, the levels of leadership, what makes a great leader, and what are the irrefutable laws of leadership. Next up, let's hear from our sponsors. We're talking leadership this week, and one of the organizations we are so proud to be at the helm of is the Neuroencoding Institute. We got to co-found the Neuroencoding Institute alongside Dr. Joseph McClendon III, amazing, world-renowned neuropsychologist and incredible mentor and teacher. If you're at all interested in learning more about what the Neuroencoding Institute does and what it can do for you, please visit neuroencoding.com. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions. Hey, welcome back. We're so glad that you're here with us as we're talking about leadership today, one of our most favorite subjects. And leadership we want to dive into now, there's lots of different paradigms and ways that you can look at leadership. The one that we're most trained in that we're going to share mostly on today is the philosophy and teachings of John Maxwell, as we mentioned in the earlier segment, one of the leading leadership experts in the world. And we really uh, vibe with what he brings forward in terms of leadership definitions and development uh, and its importance and role within organizations. And we've had the benefit of not only studying under John, being directly mentored by John, but also coming alongside John to help him in marketing his own organization and in disseminating his teachings in a way that can help his group of leaders that are leading leaders uh, to understand how to market their businesses. We won't go into that. I just have, I bet you have to share a little bit of those stories. I bet you we got some of our Maxwell family listening right now. If you're from the Maxwell family, we hope you'll pop out and say hi, leave it in the comments, reach out, tag us on social media. We love our Maxwell Leadership Certified Team family so much, and we're so happy to have learned so much about leadership while in the midst of that for the last seven years. Well, in that very first part of the episode, you heard us talking a little bit about how when mom and dad first took over the restaurant, we really thought that leadership was the person who calls the shot, the person who has that decision-making power. But as we dug into John's work, we realized that there are actually different levels of leadership at play. And that person who calls the shot, the decision-maker, only plays at that 
very first level of leadership. Right. You can't get to level five without stepping on level one. So they build the on each other. And, and the way that John puts it forward is the five levels. That first one is that positional leadership, right? You are a leader by position and title only. And that is how you use it to enforce your will and what you want done. It's that lowest level. You don't get up without it, but that's where a lot of us start. Unfortunately, that's where many of us stay. Well, that positional leadership is an easy place to be because it was given to you and you didn't have to earn it. Now, level two is permission-based leadership. This is where somebody is saying, yes, I will follow you and you have my permission to lead me, right? So you've got a little bit more of that, what John likes to call buy-in from the follower to the leader, which helps getting the job done way easier. Way easier. And it's something that at least now you've got this less than transactional nature happening in leadership. Level three is the production level. Now we're able to produce results together, collaborate together, really bring it even more dimensional out of that relationship piece and advance from position to permission to production and then into the people development. And this is where people start to really go from that uh, communication level to connection level. And that makes a humongous difference in terms of how people feel engaged at work and their output and results. Well, people development really comes down to that multiplication factor, right? Leaders helping other people be empowered to become leaders of themselves. And we'll talk a little bit about our favorite laws of leadership from John Maxwell's book, 21 Irrefutable Laws. But this is what he talks about in the law of empowerment, really helping other people find the leadership capability within themselves and then begin to lead on their own. Now, level five in John's five levels is one that he says most folks don't achieve. That's when you've dedicated your entire life, the pinnacle level to serving others and to investing in others so that think Jesus, right. yeah. Mandela, <laughs> the, the pinnacle, yeah, right? No. <laughs> um, but if, if most of us can get to that level four, boy, what a difference the landscape of organizational relationships and interactions would be. I think a lot yeah. of uh, at least modern businesses fall into that level three production, right? We're really focused on the outcomes that the business or the organization can have at large without necessarily focusing so much on the development of the people, though I do think that there is a shift happening with the rise of millennial leadership in the workplace. Yes, Kay and I are lucky enough to be teaching a management and a management class called Organizational Culture and Leadership at the University of Nevada, Reno in the fall 2022 semester. And as we've started to develop the syllabus and the teachings and, and looking at the research, it's incredible to see how this has really risen and, and the way that leadership really can be viewed in all these different ways um, and understood in, in different modalities, but that really it comes down to that, that person and that position and the ability to advance and develop both. Now, one of John Maxwell's most famous works is called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Uh, our mentor, Barry Banther, likes to say that John took the leadership cookies and he put them on the bottom shelf. He made them really accessible for all of us to understand. And the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership really do this. Now, this this particular book has sold like 25 million copies. So likely either in your house or in someone you know's house is a copy of this book. It is pretty iconic. So Shai, what is your very favorite law? 
Uh, you know, it changes every time I get asked this question. I think I have a different answer, <laughs> but it <laughs> yeah. depends on how you define favorite and what mode of life you're in. I came down to two that I wanted to bring forward today. The first being the law of magnetism. Who you are is who you attract. And why I like this law so much is that it gives you an outside measure to immediately see and reflect on who you are and how you're doing. That isn't a subjective measure. If you're surrounded by great people doing great things and being innovative and supportive, you're doing a good job. If you're not surrounded by that, then you're not magnetizing what it is that you re- like, what, who you want to be isn't in resonance yet with, with where you are now. And so I think that that's just a really beautiful law. The other one I wanted to bring forward is the law of solid ground. Trust is the foundation of leadership. And I think that it's just, it's not a sexy law, but it's <laughs> all, it's the one that underscores that reliability is the thing that I think that can really create the foundation to build all these other amazing things on. Well, I think it, you think about if a rocket has to launch, if it's got a shaky launching pad, that rocket's probably going to crash really quick. Yeah. I don't want to be on that rocket. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. So the law of solid ground is really important to make sure you've got this foundational basis. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite, and I've got two laws as well that I pulled, like, how can you pick just one? It's so hard. Come on, it's so hard. So uh, I think my first favorite one is the law of intuition. And this says that every person possesses intuition and people are intuitive in their area of strength. Mm-hmm. What I love about this law is that I think it helps uh, us to do what our, we call him our soul brother, Mr. Jared Yellen <laughs> says, to stay in your flame. Now, if you are the type of person who is more people oriented, but you put yourself into a work environment that isolates you from people, you're likely not going to thrive. You have this intuitive sense with people. And so using it to the team and to the organization's advantage and to your advantage helps create just better happiness, I think, for everyone at large when people are playing inside their intuition. And then the law of empowerment says only secure leaders give power to others, right? Empowerment is empowering another people, giving them the power. I am empowering you to go out and do what I do, to make a decision, to fail, to be yourself, whatever that empowerment is, I think it's a leader's job to help empower other people. So those those are my two laws. Well, I love that empowerment piece is totally what Lao Tzu told us, right? Like we're empowering them and giving them the power so that they say at the end, look what we did. Ourselves. Right. <laughs> and, and so I, I'm so glad that those are your two favorite. And of course, you know, the woo-woo sister K has to have the law of intuition. Like, listen to your feelings, man. I have a crystal in my bag. (laughs) (laughs) could pull it out. (laughs) Well, hey, I'm wearing a shirt that says good vibes and may also have a little crystal angel in my bag. So we'll just be (laughs) woo-woo together. And that's one of the things we love about all our family out there too. Whether you're woo-woo or not, we're glad you're here. And we're glad that we're talking about leadership um, because it is one of these subjects. Now that we're even unpacking it, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's still so much more that we could talk about and dive in here. But I love that John has helped develop the field. He's taken those cookies and put them on the bottom shelf. And one of our favorite, one of my favorite stories about a demonstration of what I think embodies the kind of leader that John teaches is not John himself, actually, but someone that he trained, Chris Robinson. We were recently in a meeting, it wasn't recently, a few years ago, a couple years ago. We were in a meeting with Chris and he was walking around the circle, pep talking everybody before 3000 people were to arrive for a conference, right? So you've got your core hundred folks around in a circle the day before the conference kicks off. You've got 3000 people coming in and he's giving us the pep talk. And this is his first time giving the pep talk. But the thing that he said that was so impactful was that you are going to make mistakes talk about a pep talk, right? (laughs) You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. You're going to mess up. You're going to say the wrong thing. And I want you to know that I will cover you on any mistake you make, whatever it is. You're in the moment. You make the call. I will cover you. I'll be there for you. I'll cover you. I got your back. 
for one condition, as long as it's not a character issue. And I thought this was just such a beautiful way to demonstrate that a leader should be there for the people and that a leader says, I'll put my stuff on the line for you, but we're all going to have this shared language of what it means to be good character. And that's what John's all about. Well, I think that really does help to empower other people, right? When they realize they're not going to get punished necessarily for making mistakes. And there's so many amazing things that we can impact principle wise when it comes to leadership. Oh, we got a whole class on it, gang. So <laughs> don't worry. This won't be the last time we talk about this here on the K and Shy Show, but make sure you tune in for the rest of the week to hear some stories and examples of leadership in action, both historical figures and Shy and I ourselves. Yep. And we'll even review the indispensable qualities of a leader. So make sure you tune in the rest of the week for more on leadership. Thanks, family. We love you. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.